Good evening. This is Radio Free Bichelle. I'm Alphonse. Tonight, privilege. There is a lot of emphasis today about thinking about white privilege and other forms of privilege. I want to go back and talk about where white privilege began, where it was invented, because white privilege is actually something that was invented in the Americas for the Americas. In Barbados, in the 17th century, Barbados was settled early in the century by a number of free settlers and ten white indentured servants. According to some stories, these indentured servants had been inducted, which means effectively they were slaves. Barbados was used to grow sugarcane, making a lot of money for the people who owned the land there, and gradually it was bought up by a few large landowners, most of whom were absentee, living in England and having their estates managed remotely. And they bought labor from traders who came to the island. These traders sold black African slaves, and they sold white indentured servants. And the landowners had a fear. Their fear was that the white servants and the black slaves would cooperate together against the elites of the island. And so they needed a solution for this. One solution was the invention of the slave code. Barbados had the first slave code in the English-speaking territories. In 1661, it encoded the differences between the rights of white people and black slaves, and the rights of black slaves were nil. It explicitly says that someone can kill or mutilate a black slave, and it is no crime. There is not even a fine. This code in 1696, was the basis for the slave code in South Carolina. It is the basis for the codes of chattel slavery across the American South. This new distinction, based on race, wasn't just embedded in the slave code. The masters found another way to make sure that the slaves and the servants wouldn't work together, and they called this tush, they can shift. What they did is they underfed the black slaves, on purpose, knowing that not having enough food, the black slaves would be forced to steal what they did not have from the poor whites. And then the two groups would hate each other. Even sometimes the whites might kill the black slaves. So they would hate and fear each other, and they would never rise up against the masters. This divide-and-conquer strategy lasted for centuries. It lasted into the Jim Crow era. The black historian W.E.B. Du Bois explains that the black labor and the white labor in the South during the Jim Crow era never got together to rise up, although one might expect that they would have since both were put at the bottom of the social totem pole. But he says part of the reason this doesn't happen is that although both groups were economically poorly off, the whites were compensated with what he calls a psychological wage. In other words, instead of paying them more, the white landowners would substitute other psychological benefits, things like public deference for whites that was not offered to blacks, the admission to whites-only spaces, better schools, jobs among the police, and more lenient treatment in court. In fact, white people could do just about anything to black people and expect no legal reprisals. Court system was only to protect whites. 
The news, he says, also would flatter the poor whites in comparison to the blacks. And so these two groups grew to hate and fear each other, each realizing that the landowners could substitute one labor for the other, and so they hated each other more. In other words, throughout American history, the idea of privilege for white people was invented and perpetuated and propagated and emphasized in order to keep poor blacks and poor whites from working together in their common interests. Now I want to talk about the word privilege. The word privilege traditionally refers not to the color of one's skin. That's a a recent development. Traditionally, for centuries, the word has primarily referred to wealth. Someone who is privileged is someone who was born with money, with status, social connections, and education. What has happened with talk of things like white privilege is that the word privilege has pivoted from talking about the elites to talking about non-elites. You'll notice the people who talk most about privilege are educated, they're better off, they're members of the professional class. And the people who are most tarred with accusations of white privilege tend to be members of the working class. There's another implication of privilege, which is that it's something extra, something that someone is given that sets them apart from others, that it is unequal, often unfair, often unearned or undeserved. And if you look at what is described often as white privilege, it is things like fair and equal treatment in courts and education and institutions, the expectation that one will be taken seriously and be treated with respect. These are things that everybody should have. Everyone should be respected. Everyone should be treated fairly by our our institutions. But by calling these things privilege, we are implying that in fact these are things a few people have, and in fact something that can and perhaps should be taken away. Rather than raising everybody up, the implication of the term privilege is that instead we should lower everybody down. So the question I have is, if privilege if white privilege for so long, and this applies to male privilege and any other privilege you, t- you choose to talk about, if privilege for so long has been used to divide and rule by the elites who actually have privilege, then why is it that all of a sudden now talking about privilege, emphasizing privilege, seeking it out in others or in oneself is expected to do the opposite? This is Alphonse for Radio Free Bichelle, www.bezel.ca. Good night.